Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Cheerson Soussel here with Johnny Venerable. And Johnny, I'm not going to say that I was happy that the Cardinals weren't playing over the weekend, but getting the chance to watch some of the best football we've ever seen in a divisional yeah. round before and be able to unbiasedly not there was no like heartache involved or anything like that just be able to watch some great football without having ties to a team was actually pretty fun yeah you know especially when you consider the last few times we've watched our beloved Arizona Cardinals I've wanted to vomit from from a different reason (laughs) uh because the game was over before it started so it was nice yeah kick your feet up unless you were like me Cheerson I had a sizable amount of money on a couple of the afternoon games. It didn't go well. Wow. If you guys want to hear that story, you can check out our episode of, of Bets Daily. But long story short, I made out what I put in, but it could have been much better. Oh. Or could I guess it could have been much worse. Basic, long story short. That could be rehash, way worse, Johnny. I'm not rehash the whole story, but I could have won almost $400, and I cashed out right before Matthew Stafford hit that bomb to Cooper Cup because I was like, I've seen this before. Tom Brady's going to close the deal get me my money back did not turn out well for me. And then I put my, my, my small amount of women winnings on the Buffalo bills that didn't work out for me either. Multiple times, a lot of emotions, but thankfully not affiliated with, with this team right here. Wow. Um, I guess that's, that's the, the fun and the not fun part of sports betting. I had no money on any of the games. Uh, so I just had fun. Uh, I did. I was pulling for Josh Allen for a little while there. Got a little emotional, yeah. emotionally invested in the Bills for a little bit. But I got to tell you, watching all of these games and soaking it all in, so and especially soaking in the coaching and the quarterback play. Those were the two things that stood yeah. out to me. Um, I know special teams played a big role in a lot of these games, but the two things that stood out to me was coaching and quarterback play. It really made me start to think like, man, how far of a separation is there between the Cardinals, what we feel like is in their immediate future and the next couple of seasons and where some of these teams are right now. And I would say there's a bigger gap than I might have previously even thought. Yes. Well, I definitely think you're spot on the AFC. If the Cardinals were in the AFC, it would be an utter bloodbath because that is where the majority, I believe, of the young quarterbacks are in the NFL. Of course, with Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. The NFC, thankfully, there might be a little bit of a change in the guard. We saw both Rodgers and Brady lose over the weekend. I think a lot of us would feel like, I know Stafford's had a good year, that the Rams are kind of an all-in team this season, so we don't know how sustainable that is. San Francisco 
is winning despite their quarterback. I just feel like the margin for error with this Cardinal team this season was so small because of the fact that Murray didn't play well down the stretch, and then you combine the roster deficiencies that this team had. The teams that were winning this weekend had one of two things going for them. They had a loaded roster, their quarterback did just enough, or they had a quarterback that, that carried them in a lot of ways like like Mahomes and company So and Matthew Stafford. So I feel like the Cardinals, the NFC to me, I still think is obtainable. But if we're talking Super Bowl, I mean, you have to go into that game with a plan right now to stop a, a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen. You have to have capable. I mean, I think Buffalo had the number one rated defense in the NFL this year. It didn't it didn't make a difference. Sean McDermott's a tremendous defensive head coach, and he looked like, a you know, a buffoon for the majority of the fourth quarter. I don't know what that defense he was running. So it does. It, to me, it underscores the your point. The Cardinals, they're just not close. And people were asking us on Twitter, they released, you know, I got a couple of DMs like, do you feel better about the Cardinals lost to the Rams because of the fact that the Rams are now rolling no. in the playoffs? They, they really should have dominated, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course not. Because number one, the Rams have shown that They'll beat you nine out of 10 times if you're the Arizona Cardinals. And then two, Cardinals lost five of six before that Rams loss. So I I know Michael Bidwell had some comments today with the Arizona committee and, and just basically didn't say a whole lot other than he's disappointed in how the team finished. But they they need they need a lot of help. But I think the number one thing is Kyler Murray has to play better at the end of the year. I know the other question that I got was, oh, do you feel better about the Cardinals because they also swept the 49ers and the, the Niners? I'm like, no, none of this no. makes me feel any better. No. Like, I'm not going to hang my hat on a regular season win when when the team is going on, you know, to play for an NFC championship here. I would yeah. just say that just taking a look at, well, first off, I think the questions and their legitimate questions surrounding Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers futures definitely shake up what's going on in the NFC for sure. But when I just yeah. take a look at some of the top talent and teams that are just trending upwards, whether they're in the NFC or in the AFC, I just don't feel like I have like, like I look at a team like the Bengals and a quarterback like Joe Burrow or uh, the Chiefs, uh, even the Bills. Like, I just feel like there are certain teams that I look to that's like, man, like, here are teams that are going to be successful in the next few years. Here are quarterbacks uh, that are going to be the future of this league. Like, like Josh Allen's got it. We already know Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Uh, Joe Burrow can't say enough of it. Like, it's so fun to watch. Like, they've got it. They've got the swagger to them. Like, all three of those guys, the young quarterbacks, they've got what it takes. Um, and, um, I just don't know. And I don't want to turn it into like um, there are these things and Kyler Murray's not these things, but I take a look at just those guys and I'm like, it's a night and day difference between what they bring to the mm -hmm. table and what Kyler Murray brings to the table. Justin Herbert's also another guy, that young guy who I feel like is uh, probably not, I wouldn't really say on those three guys level, but is definitely somebody that's trending in the right direction. And I feel like right now with Kyler Murray, we still have big question marks. Yeah, he hasn't completed a full season, certainly a full season healthy. He, um, you know, they needed him when Hopkins went down to play mistake-free football. And yeah, he was, he was, I would say, let down by his receiving core. But I mean, that, that playoff performance that, you know, it's inexcusable. Now, what I, what I will say is Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, everybody basically except 
Patrick Mahomes has played their opening playoff game pretty subpar. If you go look at Josh Allen's first playoff game, it wasn't good. So this he we forget he is a full calendar year older than Kyler Murray in the NFL. And and goodness, I think Joe Burrow is actually a year older than Kyler. Joe Burrow's twenty five. Kyler Murray is twenty four. Um, so I, I think Cardinal fans can take some solace in knowing that yeah he didn't have the postseason experience, but he's also still pretty young. Uh, and I do think that there is some value in getting to the playoffs this year, even though you were embarrassed if you, if if that makes a difference or not. But he's can not I just on say one? Can I just say one thing for the, the yeah. people in the chat? Uh, allow me to dis, uh, to just say one comment. Those young quarterbacks have weapons and O-lines. Exactly all have O-lines. Uh, if I remember correctly, there was a quarterback that got sacked nine times over the weekend. I believe his yeah. name was Joe Burrow, and I believe they won the game. He was on his back nine times, and they still found a way to win that game. Uh yeah, I would say, I mean, if you're looking at their resumes right now, both number one picks and what they've done, I mean, Burrow has had a better start to his career than Kyler Murray. I think Zach Taylor is a pretty average head coach. He's having a nice run of success. Um, yeah, and they have Jamar Chase. They have better weapons, but I, I would just say Joe Burrow, to me, you know, second year after being injured and losing a lot of his rookie season, he, he won the division. He's in the AFC Championship game. Um, I, I would put Joe Burrow ahead of Kyler Murray right now today. And I would also say it's, part of it is just his leadership intangibles. We, and that's not a knock on Kyler. Joe Burrow is a historically great leader of men dating back to his time at LSU and, and leading them to a national championship and what is maybe the greatest college team of all time. He just has an infectious personality. And that, I mean, you how can you watch Joe Burrow and not be a little envious? Like, I wish Kyler kind of carried himself like that at this point in his career. Now, it, there's that's still what it is. Time. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's less, less me being like, oh, Kyler's not like that. And more being like, man, I just wish he was like a little more like that. Because, yeah. uh, you know, even I'll just go back to to, to Joe Burrow again. Um, but just like the, the sunglasses situation where he's just like, yeah. he's funny. He's likable. Right. He mm-hmm. just, there's just a lot of things. I'm not saying that like Kyler's not likable or whatever, but I think anybody who has watched the, you know, watched over the weekend and has paid attention to these guys as leaders and personalities off the field, et cetera, they're just people just gravitate towards them. I mean, you've got people like me who grew up now, uh, you know, you know, the Cardinals are my team and I've also covered other teams. So like I end up rooting, like I was rooting for Josh Allen. There's some players that I'll just gravitate gravitate towards, especially when the Cardinals aren't in the conversation. I'll just yeah. root for certain people or whatever, but I did grow up in Cleveland and that never really, uh, that never really leaves you. So for me to be like, Oh man, I want to see Cincinnati win it all. Like that's what Joe Burrow has done for me because I just think the guy's great. I, I I love his personality. It's infectious. And I, I just wish that we had a little bit more of that here in Arizona. Yeah. And to Han's point in the chat, I, I do think the NFC West is tougher, but you got to remember Cincinnati was picked to finish dead last in a division that last year had at least two playoff teams, if not three, did Baltimore Pittsburgh and Cleveland make the playoffs last year in the AFC North? I think they might have. Um, whereas Cincinnati had uh, another top, I think, 10. Oh, of course, Jamar Chase was was a top five pick. So I, I think the situations aren't identical. Um, I just right now, you, you it's hard to argue that you would rather have Kyler Murray over Joe Burrow. And that's not, 
it's not a knock. I mean, it's it's the same kind of question I think Dallas Cowboy fans have been asking themselves forever. If you've got a quarterback who's a B to B plus and Dak Prescott who can occasionally play like an A, you know, do you do you want to trade him off for you know Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? Well, of course you would, but you can also win a lot of games and potentially get to and, and win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is in his second AFC championship game, right? Matthew Stafford, who was a flawed player so many years in Detroit, just now finally got over the hump with a competent organization. I think if you're looking for a note of comfort if, as a Cardinal fan, is look at the NFC, look at the path that some of these teams got there. They played largely mistake-free football. Goodness, the Niners got – they beat the Packers – with defense and special teams. They didn't score an offensive touchdown, right? So I know. If, if the Cardinals, and I, this is a big if, right? Because, they, I mean, goodness, Davis, um, the defensive coordinator for San Francisco, is fantastic. If the Cardinals push the right buttons from a coaching standpoint and a player standpoint, Kyler Murray is more than capable. You can get to and win a Super Bowl with this ownership group and Kyler Murray. It's everything else that comes in, into play, and right now, when people think that your head coach is a joke based on how they finish the season, that's a tough sell. I agree. Do you feel any different? And I know that he didn't do much, but I don't know. I'd say the offense didn't do much, but I don't know that it was all on Jimmy G. Has your opinion of him changed at all? Um, I respect the fact that he just, he plays pretty loose um, for better or worse, like he'll throw in a reception and then he'll go out there and lead a 10 play drive. I've seen Jimmy G get to a Super Bowl and I, I did not see this, this Niner run coming, but no. I mean, they are playing historically great defense without, I mean, everybody wants to bitch and moan. The Cardinals don't have great corner play name a corner for the 49ers. They're starting Josh Norman. Who's like 35 years old, who was on the scrap heap mid season. I mean, they are winning kind of unconventionally and and Jimmy basically just has to hand his have his hand on the wheel not to screw it up but I mean look at their drafts recently they have Nick Bosa who's a generational pass rusher taking over games they found Fred Warner in the third round Kittle was a fifth round pick Debo Samuel that same draft the Cardinals took Andy Isabella Debo Samuel went in that second round I mean mm-hmm. we, we're going to go through this whole offseason about picking and prodding players and Cardinals need this 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 and this you just if you end up picking good players, no matter the position, largely, you're going to win a lot of games. And so I, I hope that's our focus this offseason because the Cardinals could up, upgrade in a lot of different ways. And if they pick the right guy, it's cliche to sound like you'll be fine. Just find talent. And the Cardinals didn't have enough talent at the end of the year and they weren't good enough you know, from a head coaching standpoint. I am. I, there you go. From a head coaching standpoint, I towards the end of the season have been, and then to now have been grappling with how I feel about Cliff Kingsbury as the Cardinals head coach and whether or not like you just should just bite the bullet now, or if there's something in his capabilities that just, he hasn't fully, because he's sort of still developing. uh, I don't know how much time you want to give your head coach as you know, to develop into an NFL head coach, but I feel like he has made strides. He's still developing, but you've brought it up. Like, is he the right guy to develop uh, Kyler? Um, you know, his play calling is suspect at times and times it, it, and whether our perception of it is the reality or not, it seems like he just melts under, under certain pressure situations. How yeah. would he coach in a game like 
anyone that we saw over the weekend that came down to the final play. <laughs> he likes to pull, he likes to pull on everything, adjust the mic, like tap this, tap that, pull on this, scratch your neck like that. When you see him on the sidelines, he's like so uncomfortable. It's I'm like, uncomfortable oh my God. Him, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I like, like, listen, like I, I, I just don't know in terms of like, maybe it's more so the Kyler cliff, duo that I don't have yeah. a ton of confidence here in, in the short term. Um, and I, I question, you, you know, whether or not they need another year to get together, or you just decide that you're going to start to think about going a different direction. I don't think they're going to at this point. No. I think this is like, this is what we, but like, I could still have my own opinion as to like, they should right. do this. And, and so, and, so can the fan base. Yeah. Like right. just because <laughs> that's what we think they're going to, I put out a tweet before the show, like, it's January 24th and coaches are about to be high. The hiring cycle is about to like, we could have five to six openings filled this week. People right. are doing second and third interviews. The Cardinals aren't going to fire Cliff Kingsbury today. The time would have right. been to do that 24, 48, 72 hours after they got embarrassed on Monday Night Football. Um, so I agree. Like, would I be open to a coaching change if they could get the right guy? If they could get a Jim Harbaugh? Of course. I put it on, on our, our social media, PHNX Jim Cardinals Harbaugh. Twitter. Yeah, I'm a Jim Harbaugh fan. Yeah, for sure. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, of course. Look at his win percentage with the 49ers. He's, he's a winner. Um, but I, I put out Cheerson, so I'd be anxious to get your opinion on this. I forgot about the stipulation with Bounty Gate, but Sean Payton may or may not retire. He's a little uneasy in New Orleans. I said, would you give up a first-round pick for Sean Payton? I was like, hell yes, I would. Yes. And then everybody was quick to remind me. He ended Kurt Warner's career, and I'm like, okay, but he also wins like <laughs> 70% of his games. He got nine wins this year with Trevor Simeon, guys. We're just trying to even the playing field in the NFC Let's West. Let's don't cloud our judgment with the details or the facts, yes. right? Like- <laughs> just do it. Just, just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. I mean, I would take a coach like Sean Payton. How many years was that? I mean, that was a long that was, was a long two, time ago. Yeah. And he they did that to be fair, they did that to a lot of teams. It wasn't just specific yes. to the Cardinals. Correct. And I think uh what's his name? Mrs. Warner was was having Kurt retire that offseason anyway. Um Le, not Linda. I can Brenda. Brenda was having Kurt in a re, yep. she was gonna he was gonna retire regardless. That was like 2009, 2009, 2010. So guys, it's 10 years. It's we've had some breathing room. I, could you just imagine little, little undersized quarterback part two, Drew Brees to Kyler Murray with Sean Payton? I think I think that'd be a pretty nice pairing. I think with the with what Taysom Hill and we all know that Sean Payton's been just obsessed with with his yes. skill set. Like I think Kyler's like the closest to like a legitimate quarterback that you can get to like a Taysom Hill type. I mean, I guess you could say like. Uh, Lamar Jackson or whatever, but like I, I feel like Sean Payton would be able to do a lot with Kyler and they. Kyler Murray, well. I, I, I could say it right now, Kyler Murray would win an MVP under Sean Payton. I don't know if we can say that about Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Han says Murray would take two years to learn Har- Harbaugh's system, though Payton is the only coaching upgrade available. Alex Smith went to uh, bat, went to an AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, his first year with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I mean, you talk about a team that gets better as the season goes on. They uh, he went to three straight a- NFC Championship games when the NFC West was, who would argue, more physical with the Legion of Boom and and the Bruce Arians Cardinals. I mean, he's it's a phenomenal coach. The Cardinals don't have any interest. If he ends up anywhere, it'll be in Vegas. But I mean, that that's. 
that's the kind. I can't get on board, Cherson. Like I could, I could wrap my head around it, but like everybody who's like Eric Bieniemy and Brian Dable, I'm like, those are just as much question marks as somebody like a Cliff. I mean, Cliff's won 11 games as a head coach. Those guys haven't won anything yet, and they might be good. But Brian Dable is going to go be the head coach of the New York Giants. They don't have a quarterback, so I just to me, you if you're going to upgrade over Cliff, it would have to be like I would also put Cherson like a Doug Peterson or somebody like that who's won a Super Bowl. Somebody that you can tout to your fan base, like we're going to be on a coaching parallel level with the McVeighs and the Shanahan's and the Pete Carroll's. You're not firing Cliff and then going back through the coordinator shuffle of, you know, a a Beanie or somebody like that. At least not this year. If you want to, if you want to make Cliff a lame duck coach next year, he gets fired. They underperform, and you want to go back that route. That's fine, but you you have to have in the minds of the fans an upgrade. And really, that's a that's a Twitter thing. Everybody's on Twitter wants to hire Eric Bieniemy and Brian Dable. Like, that's not how Michael Bidwell is thinking right now. I would get, be physically ill if we were to go back. I mean, that to me is just taking so many steps back. Like, yeah. the sense of urgency should be, especially with the talent that you currently have, and and yeah. uh, Kyler Murray being a young quarterback that still needs to develop. Like all all the things that they've got going on right now, like. It's either Cliff or somebody that's like one a, before. That's one before. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree. All right, right. Well, like, we have Sean Payton has a Super Bowl ring. Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl ring. Jim Harbaugh's been to Super Bowls. Like that's that's the list. Uh, all right. We've got some more coach talk, some potential Vance Joseph news that we've been keeping an eye on, but it seems to be heating up with uh, his Mm -hmm. relationship with the Dolphins. So we're going to get into that in a minute. But first, uh, four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. That only means four teams left for you to bet on over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? Well, you can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe. It is securable. It is secure and reliable. Uh, done that once or twice before. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the promo code PHNX. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. If you bet $5 and win, uh, you're going to get $280 in free bets if that's the case. Promo code PHNX for 56 to 1 odds over the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But as always, twin it over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right. So we've got a, a tweet here from Matt. How do you say his name, Johnny? Is it Kanata? Yeah. Yep. So he is the founder of the Pro Football Network. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So – he tweeted out, unless the Dolphins are on a secret spy mission trip for their next head coach, then I think the next head coach will be Vance Joseph. Connecting all the dots and putting pieces of the puzzle together based on what we know leads me to that speculative conclusion. So it's all speculation at this point, but he's not the only one to think that all signs are sort of pointing to VJ getting his second opportunity as a head coach in the National Football League. And I don't know that 
Dolphins fans are like super thrilled about it. I think the Cardinals fan base might be more excited than the Dolphins fan base about it. <laughs> so I'm I am not being a very good podcast partner. I am I'm looking up live um, odds for the future head coach of the Miami Dolphins. So this is this is not breaking news, but this is something I should have done before the show because you can do that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Who do you think right now is the favorite to become the, the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins? It's not Vance Joseph. It's Brian Dable at plus 400. Brian Dable is expected to be named the next head coach of the New York Giants as early as tonight. The Giants hired a personnel um, person from uh, the Miami Dolphins, or excuse me, the Buffalo Bills um, to, to be their GM. It makes sense, especially after yesterday, now that the, the season is over. Brian Dable is trending toward becoming the next head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Number two on that list right behind him is Vance Joseph at plus 500. The next closest odds is Josh McDaniel. I don't see that happening, especially no. with the quarterback situation. And then next in line is Mike McDaniel, offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. So Vance, as early as tonight, if Brian Dable agrees with the Giants, will be the favorite in Vegas to become the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Um, and so to to parlay off of what you said, Cheerston, with our buddy at Pro Football Network, Omar Kelly, who is as plugged in as anybody in South Beach, he broke all the news about you know the players not loving and respecting Tua, um, talking about how the team wanted to make a move for Deshaun Watson. He had all the news about Brian Flores not getting along with ownership. He says... Uh, he subquoted a tweet. Somebody said, to your point, Cheerson, that if we hire Vance Joseph, this is a, a Dolphins fan, we riot because everybody's going to be pissed. He said, do you know Vance Joseph? Do you know he's a leader of men and he works well with others? Some of y'all need to do better. Omar is getting that from the team. The team loves him. He was there as an interim coach. He parlayed his D DC job there to the Bronco head coaching opening. The, the Dolphins, no, he went 2-0 as an interim coach with the Cardinals. And let me preface this all by saying, I know fans want Vance to leave, to get a comp pick, to go out and get a big fish, because there's a lot of good defensive coordinators available. Vance is a good defensive coordinator. He's a really good defensive coordinator on some Sundays. I just don't think he's the right one for this team moving forward, based on the difference of philosophy and, and playing certain players. I think the Cardinals were fortunate to get Vance when they got him, and I think he's got very much like you can make an argument for Cliff. He's gotten them to this point. They were roughly 10, 11th in, in most defensive rankings at the end of the year. Okay, we're not getting enough from Vance when it comes to our younger players. Let's now's the time to make a move. But with this information now being so prevalent, Cheerson, do, do not expect a Cardinal parting a ways with Vance anytime soon. They want to they want to pub him up, right? They want to make sure that the Dolphins feel like Cardinals feel really good about Vance Joseph. So let's hire him. Because if the Cardinals come out and voice any kind of displeasure, and it could cost Vance's job. They could be costing themselves a comp pick in, in the short term, a third-round comp pick. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, I think something needs to change with this team. And obviously, they're, they're not going to go throughout the offseason and the draft, et cetera, and not have any changes. But I think something yeah. a little bit bigger than just a, a couple personnel changes needs to happen with this team. And if we're not ready to move on from Cliff Kingsbury – a consolation here might be, you know, wanting, and obviously if the, the, you know, the Cardinals at this point don't have control of whether or not somebody else wants to hire him away. But I yeah. would say from a fan's perspective, 
getting in a new defensive coordinator, especially, you know, and you mentioned that all the names that are out there that could provide a little bit of a spark defensively that could help with the development of, you know, their younger guys. And that could be a little more in line with maybe what kind, and that could be a good or a bad thing as they go back and forth of like, okay, is Vance to is Vance to blame or is it Kime? If Kime drafts certain players, is it like, whatever? I I don't want to go down the road. Both, again. I would say they're both to blame to some degree. Okay, so maybe somebody though that is a little more aligned with um, the route that Steve Kime wants to go and yeah. with his draft picks. So, I mean, listen, I actually think it could be a really good thing. Um, we've gotten people in the chat saying that they would rather have Vance Joseph as the Cardinals head coach over Cliff Kingsbury. I think very highly of Vance Joseph, but I would not <laughs> go that far. I do think that getting a new defensive coordinator in here, especially if it's like a win-win situation, like if Vance, it's like, hey, like we loved you while you were here. Thanks for getting us to where you got us go off, be a head coach, get that opportunity. And now we're going to bring somebody else in. Like, I feel like that's like best case scenario, right? Yes, because it shows other organizations and other more specifically um, other high ranking coaching prospects that this is an organization that does not fire quickly. Rather, they get people promoted to head jobs. That's why right. everybody wants to go be Sean McVay's defensive coordinator. He has got multiple defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators, head coaching jobs in the NFL. So if they lose Raheem Morris after losing Brandon Staley last year, they're going to get a high-ranking uh, defensive official prospect to come and be his coordinator. So I think there is the, you have to be smart about how you how you view this publicly because Vance is well respected in coaching inner circles. He went to he was it. Hella impressive this year as their interim coach. They were playing some yeah. of their best football at the game you were at, Cheerson, in Cleveland, of course, at home against Houston, but held the fort down, and they did not skip a beat, uh, with even without somebody like uh, Chandler Jones, who didn't play in those games. Um, last November in 2020, the NFL announced it would award, I was wrong, not one, but two third-round selections, so one in consecutive years, so this year and next year, to any team that loses a minority coach or executive to a head coach or general manager with another club. So that oh, means wow. Adrian, Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris gets a GM job. Doesn't look like it this cycle, but they interviewed. They would get back-to-back third rounders. If Vance Joseph gets the Dolphins job. The Cardinals get an extra third this year and an extra third next year. So hypothetically, you could go from Vance Joseph to somebody like, I mean, the the pie in the sky is Vic Fangio. I, he may want to come here. I don't know what kind of relationship Steve Kime has with Vic Fangio because I can tell you, Cliff does not have a relationship with a large majority of these DCs that are available. Yep. He doesn't have a relationship with Mike Zimmer. He didn't have a relationship with Vance Joseph. Kime had to go and court Vance Joseph. So that, I mean, if Jim Harbaugh is landing in L with the Raiders, that's where, in my opinion, Vic Fangio is going to go because of their time together in San Francisco. So right now, also, it's like everybody wants to pounce on a move. I think we need to wait it out. If Vance gets the D.C. job in Miami, then Kime can start making calls and saying, hey, we have an opening. We just got our guy promoted. Come here. Work with our young talent. Elevate our top picks. Look at us. We use resources in free agency on J.J. Watts, and we're going to re-sign Chandler Jones. We took back-to-back inside linebackers. Like, come here. I'm going to get you a first or second round D tackle. I That, to me... That's the play. So I, I would say check back in the next seven days 
and advance gets higher, then of course the ball gets rolling on a, on a replacement. Mm, I thought it was best case scenario before you gave me the rest of the details on the picks that they would get. Yeah. That's best case scenario for literally everybody except maybe the Dolphins fan base involved. <laughs> and you know what? I, we would all be rooting for Vance to succeed. And oh, I think, oh, a thousand percent. I think he would have some success and let him, you know, manage things the way he wants to. But you cannot play a playoff game and sit and sit your first two first round picks from the last two years. Like that's just it's just inexcusable. And then you lose, and then you get embarrassed defensively. It just. I think the time it's it's run its course. It's run its course. If they make a change, it, I think the Cardinals will be better off. I think you know it's not always better. I, I wonder how much Michael Bidwell looked at coaches that are available, like in terms of the head coaches, and that played into his decision to keep Kingsbury around at all. Because you also don't want to end up. You take a look at the co- the coaches that are being hired right yeah. now and I, I don't want to talk down on Vance um, I, I, I agree that he's a great leader uh, and I, I think he deserves a second shot but yeah. he didn't have a great run in Denver whether that was his fault or not it's on his resume and then you take a look at what he's done here uh, the way that he closed out the season I mean there are certain things that you could point to like I wouldn't be thrilled if I was you know, a Dolphins fan about getting a guy like him. And I think you have to kind of take that into consideration when like the grass isn't always greener. Like we certainly, we, we certainly would like more out of cliff and we certainly want a head coach. That's going to be able to develop Kyler take strides as a head coach, et cetera. But um, I just don't think for the, for the teams that are looking for head coaches right now, they're in like a great spot. No, So that's another thing to think about. The Cliff Kingsbury is not an embarrassment of a head coach. He is not a Joe Judge-esque type of head coach. He is not, you know, Freddie Kitchens-esque type of head coach. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 a winning coach as of this season and last season. He's got a winning record. Is he perfect? No. Does his, do its teams fall apart at the end of the year? Of course they do, and they're very conscious of that. And I'm they're actively going to fix that. I don't know if they can, but they're going to try. And I would say Vance Joseph, and we had some folks from from DMVR let us know this before the show. He is incredibly liked by ownership, and he's an incredibly easy guy to to root for and get along with. I know that doesn't make him a great head coach, but he he can probably take over and captivate a room. And we as fans and podcasters and media don't don't necessarily see that or get the insight there. So I know this probably doesn't give a lot of Dolphins fans comfort, but I mean – you know, guys can win the room, and I think Vance deserves another shot, just like I think Todd Bowles deserves another shot. These guys that have been able to bounce back as coordinators, get a sh- second shot as head coaching candidates, that that's great for the league. And I mean, and we're not actively rooting for comp picks because he's you know African American, he's uh, a minority <laughs> coach. We're rooting for this to happen because I I want Vance to succeed, and I want the Cardinals to be known as an organization that gets guys elevated into prominent roles because that's how you get the best talent. Three years ago, when they hired Vance, I mean they they had to court him. They were very fortunate to get him. So we don't want to be thought of as this organization just turns guys over. That's what like the, the Houston Texans, by the way, are dealing with that right now. I agree. And I think if you can have a situation like this where you're also in a good spot to just 
revamp in some way. Like I said, yeah. I, I just feel like this would be a good opportunity to just bring in something new, fresh, and hopefully a little bit of an improvement than what we had last year without, you know, firing the head coach or moving on from your quarterback uh, or doing anything drastic. And now we're talking about, you know, defense offense here, but uh, I just think it would actually be a really good thing for the Cardinals, a really good thing for Vance. We wish him nothing but the best. We'll see how this all pans out. But uh, it's been interesting to watch this develop because I felt at first, um, maybe because of his head coaching experience, uh, availability, et cetera, that when he was getting the interview on Friday, that maybe it was just still like a long shot, right? Uh, Because I I just wasn't hearing a ton of rumblings about, man, they're really high on this guy. Like, we really think it's going to be him. Uh, it was just, hey, he's getting an interview. And then now it's switched to he's got, you know, right now the second best odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is probably soon to be the best odds. And and there's, you know, connecting the dots here. It really seems like all signs are pointing to it. So I didn't think a few weeks ago or or a week ago even that we would be talking about the potential of like this thing actually happening. But it yeah. seems to be heading in that direction. Very interesting. Definitely something to monitor. All right. Well, if you are looking to revamp your closet, have all of your Cardinals gear, but are lacking with your Suns gear, your Coyotes gear, or maybe you would like some some new Cardinals gear even in the offseason, ASU U of A, we've got you covered over at phnxlocker.com. Some of my favorite designs are just our black and white PHNX t-shirts because they go with everything. Uh, But we've got some awesome gear surrounding all of our sports teams here in the Valley. If you become a member, you can get a t-shirt for free. Um, And and really, if you haven't checked it out, though, phnxlocker.com, it's an awesome, awesome website. We've got the stickers up there, too, for, for five bucks for a sticker pack. Um, any t-shirt, if you're not a member, $29.99. And, uh, if you become a member, not only do you get a free t-shirt, but we're, we pretty much have weekly deals, buy one, get one, uh, on our t-shirts as well. So you're not going to find a better deal, uh, or get better design t-shirts, in my opinion, when it comes to Valley sports gear. So phnxlocker.com, go phnx.com. If you want to become a member, also get, uh, more, even more of our content because we've got a lot of content, uh, behind our paywall up on gophnx.com that you can enjoy as well. Uh, we certainly love when anyone becomes an official member of the fam. That we do. That we do. All right. You want to have a little bit of fun because you brought something to my attention on Twitter and we all know here, you've brought up the uniform thing several times and I'm like, ah, who really, like, do we really care about uniforms? Yes. And I've gone back and forth on it. <laughs> Seeing this and it, I, and full transparency, I did a uh, reverse Google search on the image. Like I, okay. have, I cannot find out where this picture originated from. It's I, glorious. I found uh, a Reddit site uh, or thread that said that it was posted over a year ago, but they're reposting it. Like I don't know where this photo came from, but the uniforms with the like the tan uh, uniform tan helmet instead of white is it, sharp it is so fire and i have to just full transparency i have been a 
I'm going to die on the hill that the Cardinals should never change their helmet color because I love the white bird on, or I love the bird on the white helmet. I love white helmets. I, I am a hundred percent rethinking that be, because of this image. It is so perfect. The sand, the beige look of this just fits Arizona and the desert theme. It's almost like kind of like Navy seals esque or yeah. I, I don't know, but it, it is awesome. I, I wish we had a full look of it, but the helmet combined with the beige and the red color scheme and the birds a little faded. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, when I posted this yesterday on our PHNX Cardinals Twitter, I want to say it was almost universally loved and took off. I love this helmet and I think, I think it's a great looking helmet, but I think when I see something like that, that can get me off of this and it's, it's run its course because that you talk about a mentality for this team going into war next year with those kind of uniforms, Bravo, whoever put that together. If we run back our garbage trash uniforms from this year, <laughs> instead of doing something like if you're Michael Bidwell and you want to take a pulse of the fan base and you shit the bed at home time after time, and you want to get people excited that's the first thing I would do is like, okay, let's get people, let's get our, whoever, our PR committee, our marketing department. We're going to pull a bunch of images that fan, fan made stuff. We're going to get Nike on the phone. And I would, that is the best. Can we put that back up, Cheerson? That is the best yeah. image I've seen. And I've seen a lot of great concepts from Cardinal fans. And I usually like to retweet them, but man, that is fantastic. I will say to get me this excited about a uniform, mm -hmm. like it's got to be special. This yeah. evokes emotion out of me. Like, yes, you made the uh, the reference to it having sort of a military look. Agreed. Yes. It's got like this military edge, but also encapsulates the desert. I mean, yes. we play sports in the desert here. Like, capitalize on that. You know what I yes. mean? Like th this is where we live. This is home. And it just so happens to be in the desert to have something look that sharp. I am like, mm -hmm. I'm losing my mind. I saw it yesterday and I've seen it probably like 10 times and I look at it again and I'm like, I need that. I need that right now. And yes. Michael Bidwell already put money into a team plane. I think he knows yeah. that there are some upgrades that are needed. The next thing that should be on his list is making a uniform change. I, it would take a lot for me to get off of the white helmets, but this is the best scenario I can imagine because it works so well with the jersey's color scheme and you're not completely gutting it from st start to finish. That I mean, that concept, and you can tweak the piping or whatever. I don't really care. You can you yeah. can implement the state flag. A lot of people want to implement the state flag. I love that. But, I just, but just the basic concept of, like you mentioned, like military-esque sand desert vibes, slick, where people feel like they, they're they're coming in for war at State Farm Stadium instead of these outdated early two thousands you know universally pan uniforms that they have currently like I don't even care people are like well, we have to keep the black like the black alternative ones I'm like I don't even care about that if you if that's your basic scheme roll with that it kudos to who, whoever made it get get excited about it I hope this time you know in March we have an announcement like that. Cause I, I do think that that could be a special turning point for this organization and get people excited again. So I want to get to some of the comments on the uniforms. Uh, but first 
take a second uh, for a message from the Arizona Department of Health. Children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool that we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with the virus. The vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized. It can also reduce the risk of dying from the disease. It is safe. It is free and highly effective. COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout the state of Arizona as well. And you can visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you to help make sure that we are all healthy, that we are all out of the hospital. Again, that is azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. And again, the vaccine is free. It is safe. It is effective. All right, so Jalen brought up the point. I think the NFL passed a rule where you can now have an alternate helmet. Yes, it is accurate. And I think this is where this whole conversation came from. And I think when they originally announced a year ago, from what I, according to this Reddit post that I saw, because again, I can't find out where it originated from, um, that it was created because that rule had passed. So yes, that is correct. Um Ryan says, I feel like our base unis should be somewhere along the lines of our color rush unis. So the all the all reddish kind of. I don't hate that. Again, I am at the point with the I'm at a breaking point with these current uniforms where I will take any drastic changes. I don't <laughs> I don't really care. Like, of course, I care what they look like, but just do not, please God, do not run it back. They are so, so outdated and so played. Get new do do something. That is, I mean. If you're if you're a professional and you're in this kind of graphic design world and you alter clothes, I don't really know stylists, designers like <laughs> this would be a, this would be something fun if I'm Michael Bidwell to be able to re- reinvigorate fans and like he heard we know for a fact he heard the noise last off season they were taken off guard by it. Kyler Murray's on Twitch talking about how much he, the uniforms suck, so like they've had ample time. So I do think if somebody asks me a percentage, like what do you think the likelihood it gets changed? I think there's a better than 50-50 chance it gets changed this offseason. I have no intel on that other than I know Bidwell was upset last offseason. I don't know what they would look like. If his dad was a – Bill Bidwell was a very um, keen on the white helmet. They've never changed that. So that's the biggest kind of moving point, I, I'm sure, for Michael. And I don't anticipate them changing the logo. Changing the logo takes a lot. The Seahawks yeah. tweaked theirs twice t- slightly when they went to their new uniforms, newer. Um, so I wouldn't expect that, but I think you could do a lot with their uniforms to make them much, much more, I don't know, exciting for fans. Well, Kyler Murray obviously was, I mean, his comments went a long way, but just talking to Jordan Hicks when he was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, where are we at in time? Time is just a something that I cannot keep track of now that before we're the LA game Saturday before the LA game Saturday LA. before the LA game uh you know he even admitted in a very and Jordan is not going to be an outspoken like these uniforms suck we need to get new ones but if Jordan was willing to talk with us about like hey it means something especially to the younger guys it may not mean like a ton to me, but like, hey, when you like, when you look good, you feel good, you play. I mean, like, it get it excites everybody. I feel like if there's the conversations are being had, they're not being had under a rock, right? Bidwell is probably consistently from players to the coaches to you know pe- other people around, like like other people around Bidwell, etc. Like, it's gotten back to him, I'm sure, plenty of times. 
Like, I don't know at this point how you ignore it. You even got people like me and I'm telling you, I'm like, it means something that I have now decided that the Cardinals need uniforms and gotten excited about a uh, certain opportunity. Like, I, I really hope that they go with that tan beige or whatever you sand color, whatever you want to call it. it. It means something if I'm now on that train because That's I true. would be the, the last person. Cheerson has... She's just, she hasn't been opposed. She's just been indifferent to the point yeah. where we've had to we've had to convince her now. I think she's convinced. Um, I, I will make you a commitment, Cheerson. If they get new uniforms this offseason, I will buy us matching pairs for us to rock. You get to pick <laughs> your number, but I will buy you a new jersey, whatever player you want, or customized, so you and I can rock them with pride, and then we can take all of the clips. We've been pushing for it. I know there are like Instagram pages and people who have been pushing for it. I'm not saying we're the first ever, but we are using our platform here to try to make this happen for you, the fans, because I do believe they are overdue for this. And I mean, to me, it's a, it's a no brainer. You brought up the great point of like the private jet and being one of only two teams now, like, okay, that seems a little bit ahead of its time when you have shitty uniforms. Let's, let's get those corrected while we're at it. Jalen said if we were going to use an alternate helmet, though, they would have had to let the NFL know by last July. Uh, that I don't know anything about. Then They could just change their helmet. It wouldn't even have to yeah, be alternate. Could, I mean, if right. they just change their uniforms and who knows, maybe they let the NFL know last July, hey, we're changing everything next year. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's not a hard. We don't know what it's going to be yet, but that's not a hard sell. I do think that when the Cardinals unveiled their black uniforms, it was right before the draft, but that was an alternate jersey. I think if you want to get a good pulse of revamped jerseys and, and logos and that kind of thing, look back. And I think Buffalo did it. Cincinnati did it. Tampa did it with Brady because I'm sure Brady was like, we need to fix these. And they did. Um, I would say pro- March is like the sweet spot for, for this to go down. Uh, I think we offended some people by saying that uh... – the, the colors needs to change. Um, listen, they don't have to change, but sometimes like just a little bit of change in some way is a good thing. That's, that's all we're saying here. We're not saying like throw out the logo, throw out the colors, Rebrand all the of it. Yeah. <laughs> change the name, move them to a new city. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, but they need, they need a little bit of an upgrade. All right. They do. Good conversation. We're going to continue to uh, to talk throughout the week. Official. This is is this our first official full week of off season talk? Feels Sadly, weird. Yes. Sadly, oh, this man. this time last week, Cheerson and I were walking to SoFi Stadium, ready wow. to watch the Cardinals get their brains beat in, and we were optimistically thinking, "Hey, they're they're going to make this a game." Cheerson was convinced they were going to win. She wasn't. We were talking about long. going to Tampa. We were like, we were, "Yeah." We- <laughs> What kind of, what's the room situation? Yeah. <laughs> we won't share anything outside of that. Um, but no, sadly, it did not go down as planned. Um, and yeah, here we are a week later, Dang. entrenched Dang. in off-season talk. All right. Well, uh, we, I had a good weekend. I'm over it. Uh, so I, I'm happy for uh, our off-season content. I think we're going to have a good time all off-season long. And uh, we'll continue tomorrow.
Yes. We so will. we will we will see you guys tomorrow. If you have not subscribed to our podcast, we appreciate if you do that wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit that bell so you don't miss anything we're doing. And follow us on Twitter as well at PHNX underscore Cardinals. And we will see you tomorrow.